The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase out of the week. It's the dog days of summer, so go to BubbleGenius.com for their Happy Fluff Pup Wash Soap. It's soap for your dog, and frankly, I've actually used it on myself, too. Specially formulated for a very sensitive puppy, this soap's got essential oils that act as natural flea repellents and skin conditioners, plus colloidal oatmeal and shea butter to help alleviate itchy skin and to condition the coat. The raised paw bumps on the soap can also act as a bit of a massage bar. Only $6 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code Bob and Chez, that's B-O-B-A-N-D-C-H-E-Z, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA and covering the whole wide world, this is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Right on! With Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. Hey, what do you guys want? There's a source over General County that tells us that there's a whole rat's nest of illegal shit going on over a creep. Like what? Like a slush fund. Hundreds of thousands of dollars of unaccounted for cash. Hundreds of thousands of dollars? Any comment from Creep? Yes, unavailable for comment. They're not talking. Well, what else beside the money? Where's the goddamn story? The money's the key to whatever this is. Says who? Deep Throat. Who? Oh, that's uh, Woodward's uh, Garage Freak, his source in the executive. Garage Freak? Jesus, what kind of a crazy fucking story is this? What did you say? <sighs> He's on deep background. I call him deep. Look, McGovern's dropped to nothing. Nixon's guaranteed the renomination. The Post is stuck with a story no one else wants. It'll sink the goddamn paper. Everyone says, get off it, Ben. And I come on very sage and I say, uh, well, you'll see. You wait till this bottoms out. But the truth is, I can't figure out what we've got. What else are you working on? Well, we're after a list of creep employees. Where is it? It's classified. Well, how are you going to get it? We haven't had any luck yet. Get some. The best music on the best station. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is Tuesday, July 26, 2016, and this is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I'm Bob Seska. That's Chez Pazienza sitting right there. Hello. Hi. Uh, brought to you every week by BubbleGenius.com. It's the best soap in the world. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. We need free legal advice. Head over to thebowenlawgroup.com slash Bob and Chez. Or just click on, click on Charles Bowen's picture right there on the podcast page. He's talking into an old-timey phone. Okay, got lots to talk about today. I've got lots of audio to play. I spent most of the morning so far <laughs> compiling audio clips for the show. Uh, most of which are from the uh, Democratic National Convention. But I think um, before we dive into the specifics of the convention so far, I think what we've got to talk about, we absolutely have to talk about what I think Ches and I are describing as Maybe the most important story of the year so far. Basically, yes. the story of the year. Certainly, if it if it pans out to be true, but I think I think that just the fact that it is as uh, that it, it is as likely as it is that makes it just huge. Yeah, yeah. And we're talking, of course, the uh, the news that sort of emerged. I don't know Sunday into Monday, and it really broke Monday, which is that it's. It's almost certain that it was the Russian security services, the two main ones, the, the military intelligence service, and then the former KGB, which is now known as the FSB, in Russia, actually were responsible for the hacking of the DNC servers at the aid of, of course, Vladimir Putin, whose, uh, whose main fanboy in the United States is Donald Trump. And it's no coincidence, as far as I'm concerned, that all of this material, these 19,000 emails, were leaked the morning after Trump's big acceptance speech at the RNC last week. I mean, the timing, it basically made for a de facto fifth day 
of the Republican National Convention. Another email scandal tacked on to everything that they were screeching about with regard to Hillary's emails for the previous four days of the RNC. And so I, I, I can't help but to, and I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at this, and I don't want to go down that road. I, I just, I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to go down the road of adding the Watergate uh, patina to the whole thing. But the more I look at it, the more it looks like a mass, like Watergate times a thousand. Yeah, and I'm, I'm very... Um uh, you know, we criticize conspiracy theorists a yes, lot, so I'm, I'm very, <laughs> very do. wary about yeah. adopting the air of a conspiracy theorist. That's but right. I mean, it, when you consider the number of news outlets that are reporting this, when you consider the 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 kinds of officials who are saying that this, and the experts, the independent experts who say this looks very likely, um, then yeah, you can't. I don't think you can ignore it. And no. and again, the. Uh, the story itself, I mean, the, the, what it what it represents is just it, it's it's unprecedented. It really, really is. And just speaking to that conspiracy theory thing, because I know I'm getting it. I'm getting the oh oh, who are you now joining? You're now in league with Alex Jones. Well, frankly, Alex Jones is not into this particular conspiracy because his guy Donald Trump benefited most from it. Exactly. So you're not going to hear Alex Jones talk about this first and foremost. Second of all, it's. <laughs> Yeah, right here I'm reading in the comments right off the, the first comment I see on the Daily Banter below my article about it is, Poor Bob Seska, now reduced to peddling the crackpot conspiracy theories of lunatics like John Schindler. Well, you know what? It's not, it's not just John Schindler, a former professor from the Naval War College. You might remember him from the Snowden era. But we're talking about the Daily Beast. We're talking about ABC News. We're talking about NBC News and A-list journalist Richard Engel reporting yeah. on this thing yahoo news uh vice's motherboard the washington post are they all in league with alex jones i don't think so i mean if you go go and read the vice article what the washington post has been covering this story since june yeah the, i and, mean and i mean you know count how number of the uh, how many of those uh respectable news outlets basically report on anything Alex Jones has to say, any of his one million lunatic conspiracy theories. Right. I don't think that it's wrong to infer that some of this or a lot of it might be true. I mean, and I, I you know, and I, it, it makes sense. I mean, it does. It just does. Yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. And with regard to John Schindler, if you read his article in The Observer, the fact of the matter is Schindler's no fan of Hillary Clinton. He's, in fact, he's been supporting Donald Trump quite a bit. And I don't want to, I don't, that that's kind of describes it in too hard and fast uh, terms. But John Schindler has been defending, we'll put it that way, Donald Trump for, for most of the Republican primary. And, and he's been highly critical. I mean, being a super conservative guy, he's been highly critical of Hillary Clinton. And he is in his reporting on this story. So I don't think he's got no motivation, no motivation whatsoever. To, to to play into this uh, this story with regard to the uh, Putin's involvement uh, with the DNC hack, but I mean, if you read again, Vice is pretty much unimpeachable. I mean, I, I challenge you to find a Vice article that is way off base or that is overly conspiratorial or anything like that. Vice is is pretty much a gold standard as far as uh, investigative journalism these days, and according to Vice's motherboard. That's the, uh, I think that's the, the tech vertical yeah. advice. There was a security firm hired by the Democratic National Committee uh, several months ago, and they discovered the existence of what we're calling, quote unquote, two sophisticated adversaries that had infiltrated the Democratic Party's internal email network. The, the infiltrators are described as going by the handles apt28 and apt29. Those are handles both used by the Russian intelligence service, uh, the FSB, which is formerly the KGB, which is what Vladimir Putin used to be a KGB agent before he went into politics, and also the Russian military intelligence agency, the GRU. All right, so then they then they create this handle for themselves. It's a bogus handle. They, uh, tech experts have already verified this, the Guccifer 2.0 handle. All right. And that that handle creates uh, and of course, we're talking about Russian agents creating this handle. They created then a, uh, a WordPress blog and and vowed to give WikiLeaks thousands of files and mails. And so then which they did in which WikiLeaks, of course, because it's out to destroy 
the United States for whatever fucking ridiculous reason is <laughs> That's up right. Julian Assange's ass. <laughs> right. They ran with it. Of course, in the center of all of this is useful idiot Julian Assange, who, yeah, as you said, he runs WikiLeaks. He did, he did some insurance policy stuff where he put some encrypted files online and vowed to pop them open if anyone were to come after him or whatever. That's what Snowden did, the same sort of thing. But um, then Friday... I just, you know, the thing, the thing about it is I, I continue to be back baffled at the idea. I mean, and I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be because it's basically just anarchy. It's, yeah. it's nihilism. But I continue to be baffled at people who think that that Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin are somehow good guys. Yeah. yeah these, no, is- these people who are who are ostensibly on the left. Yeah. Yeah. This is really just it's staggering. I, I can't I can't figure out. What would make, I mean, if if those two, if Trump had his way, I mean, dear God, there's a potential for people to die. Right. And God knows if Putin has his way, there there is a potential for people to die. And yet, like Assange, don't, they don't care about that. And no. I don't, I, I am flummoxed by it. I can't figure it out. Yeah. It is so, you know, I'm, I'm a relatively rational person. And... It is so irrational. It doesn't make any sense that I can't actually, I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, the whole thing is so troubling from so many different points of view. I think one of those being, speaking directly to what you were saying, is that there are people out there who are, you know, hitting me, hitting you in comments in Facebook and, uh, and on our articles saying, why are you picking on Vladimir Putin? Why are you picking on the Russians? You're just like McCarthy. Like what the hell? Have you been reading the news? Have you been looking at what Vladimir Putin is responsible for Putin's in Russia? A monster and and Putin just fucking mo- and again, yeah. what, bo- what bothers me about this is, and I, I, it's funny because I don't know whether you're going here or not, but but suddenly we. Uh, so we've talked about this before, but suddenly we are the conservatives. Yeah, I know. When I don't did know how we this be- happened. But I don't understand why. When did <laughs> we suddenly become the people who do look at, at you know, and not at Russia. Russia's, you know, the, you know it, it, something that's been said toward America by its mm-hmm. enemies for a long time. You know, there's yeah. nothing wrong with the American people, although I kind of disagree with that at this point. But, you know, not. I'm not talking about the Russian people, but their leader, Putin, is, uh, he's a monster yeah he's despotic he's i mean he's he's when we talk about uh strong men putin is a strong man putin, yeah. i mean the, the perfect parallel for vladimir putin in the united states would be a president donald trump who yeah. would abdicate a lot of responsibility to his kids who would run the west wing and then he would be off as sort of this this figurehead uh you know working on his various schemes and his various money-making schemes uh, behind the scenes, focusing on the big picture stuff. And that's what Vladimir Putin is doing. Vladimir Putin, Vladimir Putin wants to turn the clocks back to the cold. Vladimir Putin loved the cold war. Yeah. And this is what he's pushing for. This is and and to interfere with the American election. And if you take a stand against him, he will bury you. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely bury you. He doesn't. He you know he doesn't as as Trump does and as Trump says he does and and has proven that he does. He doesn't. Uh, you know he doesn't suffer uh, no. those who criticize yeah. him. He doesn't suffer a free a free press that looks into his business. Right. None of this. Yeah. I mean, set aside all of the horrible, horrible things that Vladimir Putin has done in Russia, and just take this one story as indication of his nefariousness. Vladimir Putin is interfering in trying to steal the American presidential election for Donald yeah. Trump. That's yes, exactly he's trying what's to hijack going on. it because Donald Trump, as recently as yesterday, yeah. and, th- and this is just one of the reasons, because as recently as yesterday, Donald Trump was saying that he would abandon NATO if they don't pay him. Yes. Which is exactly, exactly. He will what abandon you- the Baltic states right. to Russian aggression mm-hmm. if they don't, if he can't extort money out of them. Right. And if you've been reading anything about Putin and what his goals are, he he wants those former Russian republics back in the fold. Yeah, he wants the, he wants the Soviet Union again. That's right. That's right. And he'll stop at nothing to do that. And and Donald Trump, of course, uh, p- pulling out of NATO and not defending those Baltic states in 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 the face of a. Ru- of, of a Russian invasion, 
that's exactly what Vladimir Putin wants. Right. So Vladimir Putin is pushing for the candidate that's that's most vocally saying that. Right. And that's and Donald if the Trump. U.S. pulls out of NATO, what you then have in Europe is chaos. Right. You have a bunch of states who will immediately have to pursue their own nuclear programs. Right. In order to defend themselves, and it will be it, it will be a just a nightmare. You know, I keep trying so hard to hammer home what a President Trump, what just the mere existence of of Donald Trump in the White House. And by the way, that 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 in and of itself is something that would benefit Putin, yeah. because in addition to having you know, as you said, a useful idiot in there, he also would have a, a presence in the White House in in the in the uh, the seat of power for his main enemy that destabilizes that enemy, mm-hmm. that makes that enemy no longer a threat. And and by the way. Trump would be completely, completely beholden to Vladimir Putin. Absolutely. I mean, and Trump wants to do it because Trump has business interests. Josh yeah. Marshall over the weekend oh, yes, wrote an we absolutely yep. amazing piece yep. where he just dissected all of the ways that Trump's business interests run concurrently with uh um, with Russia, yeah, and it's it's really really fascinating. And, you know, I mean, and it's not this is not a matter of oh, you know what, connect the dots. It's a big scan. No, not this no. is just just read, just read. Look at as Josh said, look at the articles that he took all this stuff from, and decide for yourself. Yeah, I mean, but the the evidence is incontrovertible as far as I'm concerned. And again, going back to what I was saying with regard to Watergate, I mean, this is kind of how it plays out. We're talking about, I mean, the Watergate scandal, which brought down the Nixon presidency and basically changed the American view of the American presidency from that point forward, right? So you had the bugging of the Democratic National Committee headquarters at the Watergate Hotel. That was interrupted. I mean, they tried to bug it. It was interrupted because the burglars were caught. This actually happened. The the guys who, the, the, the hackers in the Russian security services, the Russian intelligence services, who used their tradecraft to go in and steal all these emails, they got away with it. And they dropped all of those emails, completely disrupting the Democratic National Convention before it even got started by uh, releasing information that was damaging to Debbie Wasserman Schultz and the internal runnings of the DNC. This is an incontrovertible fact. All right, where did those emails come from? Yes, I get it. There's a handful of emails out of 19,000 of them that show some criticism of Bernie Sanders coming from uh, the people who are supposed to allegedly be you know, impartial to the nominating process. But the fact, what we all know, just as an aside, is that the party bosses choosing a nominee at the presidential level, that's the rule, not the exception. That's been happening since the beginning of the republic. Party bosses have been choosing the nominee, or at least leaning towards someone who they think can actually go all the way and win in the general election. So anyone who knows history, that comes as no surprise. But again, what we have is the Russian government undermining the Democratic Party to benefit Donald Trump. And then Donald Trump comes out of his convention with a huge bounce. There was a period of time yesterday morning where it was like a four-alarm fire among the Democrats because Donald yeah. Trump overtook Hillary Clinton, according to 538. Not just, not just one single outlier poll or a polling average from Real Clear, Real clear Politics, where I, was, I always have trouble saying that, but five, Nate Silver, 538. Had Trump leading yesterday. We're going to talk about the polls uh, in a little more, bit more detail later, but this is this is what's happened, and it's a major, major, as far as I'm concerned, Watergate level scandal at the very least, mm-hmm. and this and with Donald Trump in, at the center of it, and his <laughs> his his buddy Vladimir Putin, and it's terrifying to think that this might work. Yeah, and now we know. That Donald Trump is getting national security briefings. Yeah, he's getting national security briefings. And and on top of that, just the idea that, and, and again, this is getting back to something that, uh, that I talked about just a second ago and that I wrote about last night. Yeah. I don't understand how the political, the partisan divide in this country is so, is so impossible to traverse now and so impossible to cross yeah. that you have people on the right who've spent their entire lives saying America you know America rules don't you know don't f- with the USA we're the best we'll kick your ass you know f- you Russia for years that's yeah. what it was it was my god it was red dawn Wolverine! 
whiskies. No, we had whiskies. <laughs> and now suddenly, those very same people are like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Russia's our friend. I mean, even <laughs> Trump said yesterday, Trump called Russia and China our friends, and he put air quotes around them. Yeah. They, you know what? They don't know what the hell they're talking about. I mean, I was watching MSNBC yesterday. It was before, it was, it was actually during some of the coverage, but it was early on in the afternoon, and they had on the former U.S. ambassador to Russia. And he was unequivocal about it. He said, this is absolutely Vladimir Putin. This is what Vladimir Putin's wanted to do for years. Sure, to- he's, do- he's done it in smaller states. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this is not, again, this is not some fringe conspiracy theory. Some very reputable journalists and reporters are working on this, and new details are coming out by the day. There's nothing, there's nothing this morning yet as of the recording of this show. But I imagine there's going to be more news on this coming out in the days to come. And, uh, and there's, another, there's another angle to all of this that I want to get to after we take a short break. But it's, it's the angle that, to me, is maybe, uh, maybe the second most frustrating aspect of this story. We'll talk about that more right after this. Okay, let's talk about supporting independent media. For only $1 a month, you can help finance the Bob and Chez show at patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. That's 12 cents per show. Go now to patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Bob and Chez. And sign up for $1 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, or $15 a month, or whatever you can afford. If you sign up for $5 or more, you'll get special Patreon-only shows like our post-mortem wrap-up show, the Not Safe for Work after-party show, and commercial-free, unbleeped versions of the free Tuesday and Thursday shows. Most of all, you'll be supporting a totally independent podcast not affiliated with corporate media. And if we reach our $7,500 per month goal, we'll bring you new shows five days a week, Mondays through Fridays. That's patreon.com slash Bob and Chez, or click the Patreon link at bobseska.com. Let's do this thing. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by bubblegenius.com. Hi, welcome back to our Tuesday show this week. Thank you. So, uh, Bernie Sanders, before his, uh, his address to the DNC last night, uh, spoke to delegates earlier in the day. And boy, if you read, uh, if you read, if you saw MSNBC last night or you uh, see Tommy's piece today at, uh, the Daily Banter, yeah. his delegates, I mean, at least, at least a couple of them are just rock stupid. <laughs> I know. There's that one girl, Ashley. Yeah. She's got his tattoo. <laughs> she's know. 23 years old. If you go to her, she's like running for office. Yeah. Which, which, you know what, by the way, that's a good thing. That's, that's something fine. We that's talked great. About. You should yeah. run for office. Yep. But, Absolutely. But it's just, she like, she writes about how like on her campaign page, she writes about how, I mean, she knows nothing about anything. Seriously, you have to see this I interview know, on MSNBC. This kid, she's 23. She knows nothing. Yeah. And you know what? She like, she like got the, uh, she got like the, the Bernie hair and wild glasses Snapchat filter. Right. And like took a picture of herself and <gasps> suddenly it dawned on her. I can, I should run for office. And she <laughs> just like, you read her about at her campaign page. Thank you so much, Clara from, from Facebook for sending me there. And it's, <laughs> It's just like it's like here's a here's a, a quote because somebody just put this up on my uh, okay. on my my page after graduation I attended Millersville University but decided halfway through my sophomore year that I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life yep. I took some time off to travel the East Coast and find my calling <sighs> and now I want to be your state representative what? Well, you know what? Uh, actually, along those lines, I, mm, well, no, I'm not going to say I would vote for her. She's need, she needs to learn a thing or two before she gets my vote. But the fact of the matter is that I like, I, as you said, I like the fact that she's running for office. That's exactly what I, I the burning your bus people should be important. doing. I think it is. But you know what? There's, there, there, here's the thing. What? There, there needs to be, 
there needs to be both both a a wide-eyed enthusiasm and a certain amount of cynicism that yeah. comes with politics. There has to be, you know, because you have to have that sort of appreciation for, all right, look, here's what I'm going to freaking need to do to get things done. Mm -hmm. And all I see is like, oh, me, 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 I'm going to go do this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I well, mean, and here's the thing, like, look, I, I don't mean to pick on this poor girl, but you know what just because you take an interest in politics that does not make you smart <laughs> right. you can very easily be a dilettante who doesn't even know what a dilettante is <laughs> Exactly. Well, you know what? She's taking an unfair amount of heat as far as I'm concerned because there were there were two other Bernie or Busters that ended up on TV yesterday. The one was actually a Bernie or Buster delegate who was right before her, right before the woman you're talking about, who actually said into the camera live on MSNBC, I am voting with my heart, not my brain. <laughs> She literally said that just before the woman you're talking about. And with exactly, regard to that. Exactly, exactly. And that's why this is why you fail. Mm, yeah. Well, here's here's the uh, the previous one. What did you say your name was? Uh, was Ashley Andreas. Ash Ashley. Here's here's Ashley on MSNBC last night. On college tuition, on veterans, on seniors. Was any of that convincing to you? No, because her voting record this does is not her. match she's, that. She's honestly, she still she's has my not daughter. moved. Yeah, my, da my daughter CPP. sounds more adult than she does. <laughs> <laughs> She's eight. <laughs> Which will severely impact our economy and our environment in a negative way. So the better option is not to vote? I'm still I'm still trying to come to terms with what to do. I really am. I also feel that it is extremely unfair. By, by the way, she was talking, she was criticizing Hillary on TPP. And the fact of the matter is that Hillary does want to revisit TPP right. and strike down some of the things in it that right. would negatively impact jobs in the United States. And so let's take and let's take a second here to no. just analyze that very last thing mm -hmm. that she said, because no. it is so important. Mm -hmm. I hope you watched uh, uh, John Oliver this week, yes. last week tonight. Oh, God, listen, yes. Listen to her millennial word, right. feel. I feel. <laughs> you. What you feel is meaningless. Yeah. Yeah. Meaningless in politics. Right. There right. are facts to consider. And you ha yes, you don't use your heart, you goddamn idiot. You use your head. You have to, especially if you're some little white girl who honestly is not going to suffer all that much well i mean i think everyone will genuinely but is not but is not as close to the firing line as someone who donald trump wants to oh say wall off or kick out of the country that's right that's right well the, the, that's why you vote you vote for other people if you are among a protected class yes I mean, with the worst part about these two interviews that occurred right after Bernie's speech last night at the DNC is that both of them, both delegates, I mean, again, these are delegates. delegates. They're not just rank-and-file fangirls. They're delegates, and, and they both behaved as if they didn't just watch Bernie Sanders' speech. They were actually contradicting many of the things that Bernie Sanders was able to announce last night, which is that the, the Bernie camp and the Hillary camp came to compromises on a bunch of things that were in the, uh, in, in the Bernie Sanders platform and added those things into the Democratic uh, Party platform. But Which, I think that goes. I think that goes to what I just said. I genuinely do. They, they're not listening. They're not thinking. They're feeling. Yeah, well, I feel yeah, this. Yeah. And you know what? Your fifis aren't important. Yeah. I mean, if you watch that, you mentioned the John Oliver thing. This was a feature of the Republican National Convention. Exactly. Feeling yes. like everyone, from including Scott Baio all the way up to Donald Trump, we're talking about how people feel, not what's actually happening. Antonio there, Sabato Jr. saying, yeah. I believe that he is a Muslim. I so believe Therefore, he, it's true. Yes. No. Yes. That's not how it works, you monkey it really was i mean the whole convention the whole republican convention was all about taking anecdotal uh ideas from the angry white people who hate barack obama and then making that into reality and reflecting back the, that reality to the people who simply feel it it's this self-perpetuating uh endless mobius loop of and then and then newt gingrich had the to go on cnn I forget what night. Maybe it was the end of the last night, but after the Donald Trump speech, yeah. Newt Gingrich said this. This is a this is such a huge quote. This may be the quote of the Republican campaign so far, describing exactly what it's all about. The current view. I'm quoting Newt Gingrich. This is on CNN. It was featured on John Oliver last week tonight. 
Quote, the current view is that liberals have a whole set of statistics that theoretically may be right, but it's not where human beings are. That's what he said. He ba- that basically says that, well, the left has their numbers, but we've got our feelings and our feelings trump the, your numbers. Pardon the pun. But that's a, that is so, so revelatory. That means the Republican Party is basing their entire doom and gloom scenario on how people are feeling. It doesn't matter that the Dow is at a record high. It doesn't matter that the economy is growing or that unemployment has been cut in half. None of that matters. We saw it yesterday. We saw it yesterday. We saw during the first day of the convention, Mm -hmm. we saw idiots with signs saying lock her up. They're basically, you know, these these Bernie or bust clowns yep. who are doing the job of the Republican Party for them. Right. And it does matter. Yep. It does matter because, well, you know what? Here's the thing. It comes down to the fact that they don't believe there's a difference in the two parties. And that is where that is the, that is the original sin yeah. that they think that it's all just establishment bullshit. And it's not. It is not. There is a as as Michelle Obama articulated so perfectly last <laughs> night, yeah. there is a huge difference between the two parties she and elizabeth warren both there is a huge difference right between the democrats and the republicans right now especially yeah. especially and if you don't see that you do not deserve a seat at the big kids table and that's kind of something that that's I'm, right you know that's i'm, I'm insulting ashley freaking andreas a little bit mm. but that's what i'm talking about yeah if she does if she does by some miracle which she's not going to if she does win you know, and becomes an actual, you know, state representative or whatever the hell it is that she's running for. She, she will, that will, that's it. That's the big kid's table. Yeah. That's the big kid's table. And you have to have a f***ing brain. Yeah. You have to be able to listen. You have to be able to know that politics is about compromise. It's not about your feelings. It's about, you know, gen, genuine facts and like that. It yeah. is. This is what it's about. I know. And you know what? I'd love to catch up with Ashley in five years. But but in the meantime, let's just play a little bit of what, what she had to say on MSNBC uh, last night. Here's a little bit more of this uh this nonsense. A vote has not happened, and there are, stu- there are still two Democratic nominees or candidates for the nomination. Bernie Sanders, there's still going to be a roll call vote to, um, Thursday. She's still, she's still clinging to the idea that there's going to be a roll call vote, and Bernie Sanders could. Th- th- basically saying that, don't wait, don't say Hillary Clinton's the nominee yet because she's not. They're there's, still there's doing still that. A roll this call entire vote. thing, this entire thing is set up for Hillary Clinton, and they're still holding on. By the they way, they're still holding on. By the way, finally unfollowed AJ Goodman last night. Oh God. Oh wait, you oh, you God. followed him? I, yeah, oh, I was. I was. Dude, I followed I've him had, on Twitter. I you know what's sad? I don't even know when he tweets toward me because I muted him forever ago. <laughs> I just said, you know what? He was he was shouting like a guy who should be wearing tissue boxes on his feet on the street corner in, in uh, Midtown Manhattan. I just yeah. I I he was just he was going bananas last night. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I, I happen to just for the I don't know. I'm a sucker for punishment, and so I don't know. I think during Bernie's speech, just for the hell of it, I clicked over, and and he's just he's just a lunatic. And he, you know, yeah. what? and here's the thing: I've engaged with him. I feel like I've engaged with him enough. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just he doesn't matter. Yeah, he is a nobody. Yeah. Yeah, he really, really, really you know, is. And, I, and I'm, it's gotten to the point now where I feel like after I smacked him down about his whole stupid email thing over the weekend, mm-hmm. I feel like every time I bother to engage with him, it, it just all it does is makes him happy. Yeah. And, well, and I'm done. And I'm done. F- him. Well, that's I mean, the most disturbing thing, again, to this entire just looping back to the email thing is that uh, the Bernie or bust people have completely ignored the forest for the trees because they are so focused on the content of one or two emails in the entire tranche of 19,000 emails that they, that they just don't care where these emails came from. And that's the big story. Yeah. I mean, that's- and and, and Reince Priebus, they're agreeing with Reince Priebus, who yeah. said yesterday, who said, well, you know what? Putin didn't write those emails. <laughs> Okay, sure. First, first of all, how do you know? Yeah. Secondly, secondly, and most importantly, so right. That's the that's the head of the Republican Party, pretty much saying, "So what?" Yeah. If Vladimir Putin released those emails, I mean, one of the things that Schindler and a bunch of other national security experts were saying online yesterday is that it's uh, the Russian security services' mo. It's part of their tradecraft to fabricate. 
uh, emails and then stick them into a tranche of thousands of other emails that are completely legitimate so as to make those fake ones seem more real. And, you know, you also have to, you can't discount the fact that they didn't release any Bernie Sanders emails. They didn't steal any RNC emails. It was just the Democratic National Committee emails and that maybe there are other emails they didn't include that are exculpatory. I mean, yep. we have to look at all of the different angles in this, and we have to look at it from a perspective of how is this impacting Vladimir Putin's hand-picked choice for President of the United States, who is Donald Trump. Yeah. And that's the entire ballgame. And, take- and you know what? And you know what? Who cares? Just in the end, who gives a crap? Because you, what, five, six emails out of 20,000. And it's basically, you know what, if somebody came in and cleaned out your email, my email, somebody else's email, there would be so much embarrassing crap in there. People say that's yeah. it. Oh, my God. Especially when they think they're, you know, imagine that. They think their conversations are private. <laughs> yeah, think again. All right, we're going to take a, uh, another break. Back with more show right after this. Hello, Bob here to talk about Tweaked Audio. Listener Karen R. wrote to us this week about Tweaked Audio's earbuds, and here's what she had to say. Thanks for the Tweaked Audio link. Had trouble finding decent but not too expensive pods for chores and biking, so tried these. Happy! exclamation mark go now to our website and click the banner for tweaked audio for the best in earbuds and earphones they come with a lifetime warranty and free shipping to anywhere in the world and tweaked audio's earbuds and earphones will work with all of your devices available in mic'd or unmiked versions they're designed to reduce outside noise and they're perfect for both music and talk hear us and everything better with tweaked audio earbuds and if you use the promo code B and C, that's B A N D C at checkout, you'll save 30% off the listed price, nearly one third off on comfortable quality earbuds, warranted for life with free shipping anywhere. Again, use the code B A N D C to save big on quality earbuds. Just click the banner for tweaked audio at bobseska.com. Shove Bob and Chez into your pants and haul them around with you wherever you go. Pants. Subscribe to the Bob and Chez show in the podcast section on iTunes. The second half of today's show is brought to you by the BobSuska.com Amazon link. If you want to go shopping at Amazon.com, enter that site using our link just beneath the logo at BobSuska.com, and we get a small commission from everything you buy. It costs you nothing and helps support the show. Make sure to bookmark it, and if you own a small business, source all of your uh, materials from Amazon.com through our link. Thanks so much for doing that. Okay, so uh, moving along here, this is the, the reaction on MSNBC after hearing from the Bernie or bus people following Bernie Sanders' speech was almost as entertaining as the uh, as the delegates themselves who were complaining. Here's Rachel Maddow uh, debunking our friend Ashley. I heard from that last delegate that there's no Bernie Sanders was not represented in tonight's convention that he had to go last. Like, first of all, going last is kind of the big honor. Like, that's kind of that's- oh yeah, yeah. She was complaining. We didn't get to that part of the audio. She was complaining about Bernie Sanders going on at ten thirty. Yeah. Like, no, we didn't. He's just buried in the end of the thing. And it's you don't know that it's the last person is maybe the most important. I don't know. The thing you want. It's her first convention. But how do you make make that? uh, How does Bernie Sanders ultimately make that clear? Actually, no, me going last is a good thing. And actually, most of my congressional endorsers spoke tonight. And this I mean, and we got everything we wanted in the platform. And we've changed the superdelegate system. And you got a tattoo and and a sign. You got a tattoo and a sign, and, the, and Hillary Clinton's against the TPP. I mean, there is a. By the way, a good, good, good on Williams. That's a great line. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what a nice little f you from him. There you Big go. difference between kid. the you case that Bernie that. Sanders is. You, you got a lollipop. <laughs> making and the case that his delegates and his supporters are hearing. Okay, all right, that was that one. You know, and then earlier in the day, there was a, uh, a Bernie or Buster named Portia Bolger. It was being featured all over the internet and certainly on uh, very various cable news channels. Portia Bolger was interviewed outside. By the way, Ohio delegate. Just want to make that abundantly clear. This is an actual Democratic National Committee delegate from Ohio. Uh, and she was on a bunch of cable news stations. She was out front uh, in, at the uh, Wells Fargo Center uh, just screeching, just screeching to people. Nonsense. This is... Uh, this is Portia Bolger. I don't give a fuck about Trump, okay? Trump is dangerous for this country, and so is Hillary Clinton. What's she going to do for me? What's she going to do for my children? What is she going to do for my community? Yeah. Is she going to frack the hell out of me? 
should probably put more of the soldiers on the ground. I love this East. woman. She's a delegate. <laughs> Do you believe one damn word a woman like her says? How can America believe this when yesterday she proved to us that when you're a corrupt person, she's going to promote you? What did, did she... Uh, <laughs> did, is, was, is there an open bar there? <laughs> I think so. God, because that's a woman who's been out in the lobby just a couple two times, just a couple out, too many times, out in the mungy, humid heat of Philadelphia. Maybe yeah, she's, she's just, just no. She's been out at the at the lobby bar. Just <laughs> okay, another Long Island iced tea. Did, did someone lock her in a car with the windows up or something for a while? <laughs> she came out. Her brain is oozing out of her ears, and she's repeating all of the same crap about Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump basically being just as bad as each other, clearly having never watched what happened last week, at the very least. I mean, if you think Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton are equally as awful, you're really not paying attention. Yeah, you, you absolutely don't. Des- you, again, you are not at the big kids' table. You're not at the right. adult table. You don't deserve to be taken seriously and by ma- any stretch of the imagination. If you believe that, again, this is not this – is, and that's the thing. If you believe that, if you mm-hmm. feel that, you are an idiot. Your beliefs and feelings are wrong. They are wrong. They are provably, demonstrably, statistically wrong. Yeah. What's she going to do? What's she going to do about me? What's she going to do about my children? Yeah, that's the, that, it, that does seem to be the, the, the common thread that runs through the Bernie people. Me, 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 yeah. at any age. What's she going to do? And you know do? what's sad? Like, I, can, I can accept it more from a millennial because that's just how they yeah. are for the most part. But when you're a certain age, when you get to a certain age and you still think that, like, what about me? <laughs> Portia Boulder, easily 78 years old. Somewhere along those lines. Definitely not a millennial Bernie supporter. But she, what's she going to do? Is she going to frack me? Is she going to frack the hell out of me? Yeah. Yeah, she's going to frack she that in Battlestar Galactica terms. <laughs> and, of course, the highlight of the night, apart from what I thought was a, a fantastic speech by Michelle Obama, the first lady. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I listened to it on the, on the ride home from work. Yeah. I mean, if there aren't people talking about Michelle Obama for president eventually, uh, they're insane. I mean, it's, it's absolutely. She should, she I think, should get into politics. I mean, yeah, that. She, she really, really should. should. She should absolutely pull a, uh, um, you know, pull a, a Hillary. Hillary Clinton. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. But I mean, the- except except I have a feeling that like once all of this is over, she and Barack are probably going to want to try to return to a somewhat somewhat normal life. But but in Washington D.C., they're staying in Washington D.C., which true. is amazing. They're moving into a place in Northwest. I like that. Still do a lot of good. Good uh, for them. Absolutely. But the unscripted moment of the night last night came from Sarah Silverman. Here's Sarah Silverman at the DNC last night. <laughs> people you're being ridiculous <laughs> listen to the crowd right in an awkward moment they sent out sarah silverman and al franken senator al franken to stand at the podium and vamp for a while to stretch to for time because yeah. they're running a little ahead of schedule which is crazy for a clinton event Mm-hmm. They were running ahead of schedule, which never happens. If you know anything about the Clintons, they're never on schedule. But regardless, they had to stretch. And Sarah Silverman finally, after everyone's getting every mention of Hillary up until that point, got booed or shouted down by little pockets of Bernie Bernie supporting delegates on the yeah. floor. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I heard those like those like three idiots during war and yelling, we trusted you. Wow. Yeah. I know you've been so betrayed, haven't you? Your whole life has just gone downhill, you fucking white people who control the world. <laughs> no. All right, one last break. Back with more DNC coverage right after this. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. 
We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob and Chez Show with Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yes, it is. Thank you, Buzz. Doing all right. Uh, yeah, I'm walking around watching the convention, following the proceedings on Twitter and Facebook, and I'm going, uh, by the way, I prefer Twitter. So if you want to see my remarks about the convention, just go over to Twitter. That's where I'll be. You mean you're not on Snapchat? Uh, nope. Nope. I don't have the Bernie filter on Snapchat. <laughs> Sorry, um, but I was walking around last night. Was just as I do, I walk around the house and I talk to myself, and I'm going, you know, I, it's moments like this that I wonder: Are there as many crazy people on the left as there are on the right? I mean, you know, we we always play this clip. This is Hank Williams Jr. saying, "Obama." You know, I wonder if there are a bunch of people who are like Obama on the left, and I think there are. I think Probably. there are. I, I'm I'm going. I'm wondering. Is the number the same? I don't. I still don't think that the crazy people on the left have outnumbered the crazy people on the right. But they're getting close, and they're getting louder. And a lot of them were, you know, heard from last night and throughout the day. This was Bernie Sanders earlier in the day. We we mentioned this earlier in the show. This is Bernie Sanders speaking to delegates off the convention floor and getting booed. They were booing. Their own candidate last uh, yesterday afternoon. Yep. Here's uh, here's Bernie Sanders. Also, by the way, offering some uh, some harsh words, some tough love to his uh, supporters here. And we have got to elect Hillary Clinton and Tim Kaine. Listen to this. Jesus. Still going. Brothers and sisters. Here we go. Brothers and sisters. This is. This is the real world that we live in. Trump is a bully and a demagogue. You know, I don't know where that airplane sound came from. I don't know that what the hell that was. That would be because I live near the Burbank Airport. Oh, that was you. Oh, my God. Yeah, sorry. Right. I was like, is that, in the, is that in the clip? No, sorry. He said, brothers and sisters, we live in the real I world. I, I, that's why I, I muted it as soon as I realized that yeah. the sound was dropping out yeah. for me. Why, why is Bernie calling his people stupid? <laughs> why is he wonder. saying they're disconnected from the real world? Because they are. I was just hoping to hear him say this. Excuse me, I'm talking. Actually, that would no. be great. <laughs> Meanwhile, why don't, why don't you all shut the f up? Yeah, <laughs> they're all screaming. This is an outrage. I demand an investigation. Yeah. Turn those machines back on. Turn those machines back on. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I said on Twitter. You know that the uh, the sort of Bernie uh, the Bernie fanatic occupation all started with a all started with one phone call. Right. But mom, I wanted Bernie to win. Why didn't he win? I wanted it. Yeah, I mean, that's really the upshot of all of this. This is basically, um, and I think this is a feature. Uh, highly connected to social media, which is that there is an entire group of people who not only spent a year campaigning for Bernie, but they spent a year in the trenches of the social media fights, right? That's exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and so now they, they're trying to, in some way, save face or hang on to their argument because they have to be right. And they're wrong. They were wrong. They, their guy didn't win, even though they said he would win. And, and so now this is... This, I mean, I hate to I hate to put it in these terms. It's sour grapes. It's it sore. Is. It's sore loser. Right. It's well. Behavior. This is what what you're seeing is exactly the same thing that we saw um, 
on the right yeah. with Mitt Romney. But with Mitt Romney, the thing is, everyone was getting there, you know, everyone on the right, including really astonishingly, I still can't, I, I still have a difficult time swallowing the fact that even the people inside the bubble who were creating that bubble believed their yeah. Like I couldn't get my head around the fact that Fox News actually believed the stuff they were putting out that they knew had to be crap. That's right. But but either way, uh, everybody on the right got their news from Fox News and Fox News was just good news from the front at all times for for, you know, red America. Oh, yes. And now these people, what they do is they go to Bernie's dank meme stash or, you know, Bernie, you know, Bernie for America, whatever the hell Facebook page. <laughs> Bernie's dank all, meme stash. Oh, yeah. That's actually a site on Facebook. It's, it's just that is. <laughs> the bottom of the barrel from like <laughs> lunatic Bernie Sanders people. Oh God. Um, but yeah, but I mean, you know what? They hang out in the same, uh, you know, they hang out in the same Facebook uh, areas. The same, they follow the same Instagram people. They yeah. follow the same Twitter users, mm -hmm. and it's just they're all talking to themselves, and right. that's all it is. Yeah. It is the equivalent. It's a big circle jerk. Yeah, and and they are now joining. And again, this goes back to our refrain with regard to the whole Russia Trump Putin connection, is that there is a growing faction uh, being joined now by Bernie or Busters who are completely completely happy with the idea of someone like Donald Trump coming in and completely disrupting the system. Like, I mean, just completely annihilating. They're okay with that. Yeah. They're okay with Vladimir Putin interfering in an American election because, yeah. oh, well, Hillary Clinton, they, someone said some mean things about her in an email. Yeah, well, Hillary, you know, that's it. Hillary, Hillary Clinton. That's that's all they care about. They care. Yeah. We have come to a point where we care about thwarting our enemies more than we do uh, about the good of the country. That's right. That's right. And so it all amounts to the underpants gnome theory that we always go back. This is such I mean, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, I got to take my hat off to you because you know what? Look. The, the whole underpants gnome thing was so incredibly smart because you can apply that to almost anything that is misconceived or misdirected. And that is the case with the people who say it's OK. Portia Bulger, the delegate from Ohio, saying, oh, it's OK. Trump is fine. I don't care about Trump. If he becomes president, so what? You know, that is, again, number one, elect Trump. Number two, question mark. Number three, progressivism. Well, they're not realizing that the Democratic Party platform now has the public option. Yes, thank you. That effing wonderful. The public option is now in the Democratic Party platform, supported by Hillary Clinton. Yeah. In addition to that, they're going to expand Social Security, which only Bernie Sanders, by the way, was talking about. The expansion of Social Security, which is vitally important. So that, that's now in the, uh, the Democratic Party platform. The superdelegate system has been reformed or is in the process of being reformed. It's not going to actually be confirmed until I think it's something in, in July of 2018, something like that. But the, what they're talking about here is that the, um, the non-politician superdelegates will now just become pledged delegates. They'll be uh, bound to the popular vote of, that, of their particular state, but... The senators and members of Congress and governors and so forth, those superdelegates will still be legitimately superdelegates who can, you know, vote with whatever right. candidate they think should win the nomination. So that's that's the reform. So, again, it's a it's a it's a compromise. We're not getting rid of the superdelegate system, but we're not com completely uh, endorsing it either. And that's all positive. But to hear them, you think that none of their ideas what Rachel Maddow said it just perfectly on MSNBC last night. Bernie Sanders won on the issues. Or no, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I take that back. It was Lawrence O'Donnell who said Bernie Sanders won the issues. He may not have won the nomination, but he absolutely won the issues. The Democratic Party today is more progressive than it was a year ago. The platform is absolutely more progressive than it was a year ago. And it was all due to Bernie Sanders running. So if you think that this has all been, if you're $27 uh, in contributions as you think that's gone to waste, you're not paying attention. Likewise, if you think, if you think the DNC leak uh, story is all about the content of one or two emails, you're not paying attention. It's much broader than that. So, there. Anyway, so, so as we know, Debbie Wasserman Schultz has stepped down. She's been replaced by Donna Brazil which is weird since Donna Brazil, I mean, your campaign experience is Dukakis 88, Al Gore 2000. Yeah, I know. Mm. Makes me bite my nails a little bit. Uh, but You know what? I'm not right now. I don't think the DNC matters. Yeah. yeah I'm but, not that concerned about it. 
Uh, so uh, so that all happened. Oh, and plus, we, we didn't even mention Tim Kaine yet on the show today. I mean, Tim Kaine is the vice presidential nominee, the, the choice from Hillary Clinton. It's a, good, which, it's a smart political choice. I, I think it's very smart. I mean, initially, I was like, how do you, you fall? I was really uh, kind of, I don't know, I wasn't worried about it. I was just confused by it initially. Right. Like, all right, you're following the most tyrannical political speech of our time with a vice presidential rollout and it's Tim Kaine. Uh, yeah, but- yeah, but yeah, but you have to consider that she's trying she's she's ahead. So the move right now, the smart move is don't rock the boat. Yeah, exactly. And, and try to get some centrists in under the tent. Some people who don't want, you know, who are center uh, and may, may at some point vote Republican, but they cannot vote for Donald Trump. Try to reassure them a little bit. And also the other thing about Kane is that, you know, he's got he's got good liberal bona fides. And oh, most yeah. importantly, most importantly, he has a, a warmth that she doesn't have. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I which mean, I'm not, you know, and I'm not insulting her. I'm one of those people who thinks I don't get like I don't give a crap. I've never cared. My attitude is how you can do the job. You don't need to be. I'm not your friend. Yeah, exactly. You know, you again, you don't need to make my feelings. Yeah, I don't need to feel all the feels yeah you know you just need to do your job exactly but kane but kane definitely is more of a you know he when he speaks it's very you know it comes it comes off as very sincere and that's important the main thing i mean just look at them visually i mean this is i mean i hate to get down to this level but this is optics are important if you look at them visually you know what they seem like they seem Mm -hmm. like mom and dad when you're out of money and you need to borrow some cash They, they seem like america's mom and dad that's that's the the visual perception of them. I mean, Tim Kaine is about ten years, maybe a little more than ten years younger than uh, than Hillary Clinton, but they seem like a visual match to me. Uh, they just seem like the kindly older couple that you go for. You you you, you approach them uh, as as one of their children. And you say, "Hey, you know what? I'm I'm low on cash. I can't pay the rent this month. Can you can you loan me some money?" I think that's a that's an effective thing, especially when contrasted with the absolute. Buffoonery and chaos of the Republican convention last week. I think the the political calculation. I mean, Virginia aside, which is definitely an aspect of this. But the political calculation is: look at the real people over here. We're we're going to be the real mom and dad of the United States over here. You right. know, you can you, we can have the circus clown on the other side for a couple more months, but ultimately, it's going to when the rubber hits the road, it's got to be some grown ups in the room who take care of business, and that's going to be Hillary Clinton and Tim Kaine. And I think if that was the message, it was really well done. Now, on top of that, as I said, there's the Virginia aspect that if if uh, Hillary Clinton wins Virginia, Trump can win Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Florida, and he still won't win the electoral vote. He won't. Right win the uh, uh, electoral college right. and that's uh, that's a pretty big deal you secure Virginia and it makes Trump's uh, challenge even more difficult which is one of the reasons why he was in Roanoke Virginia yesterday right and by the way you remember the uh, the, the Tim Kaine rollout happened in Miami Florida yeah. which is uh, which is also quite important as well so uh, so that's I think that's I mean we didn't get to everything with regard to uh, the proceedings of the convention I, there's some highlights from Michelle Obama's speech if you haven't uh, heard it yet I, I urge you to watch it from beginning to end me just playing highlights here on the show probably not going to do it justice definitely not going to do it justice so you want to watch that um Let's see, what else do we have? We've got uh, Bill Clinton coming up this week uh, at the DNC. We've got, uh, of course, the president's going to speak, I think it's Wednesday night. Uh, and then uh, Tim Kaine is also going to speak. Wait, is it going to be Tim Kaine? And, uh, yeah, I, I don't have the schedule in front of me. But Tim Kaine speaking. Of course, uh, Hillary Clinton will speak. Bill Clinton is going to speak. Bill Clinton is the one I'm looking forward to the most. Because Bill Clinton is just such a wild card these days. Yeah. He's just gonna say, "Well, I'm gonna uh, never mind the prompter. I'm just gonna wing it for an hour, mm-hmm. and then we're all gonna just go." Okay, there he goes. <laughs> Here goes Bill. Line him up. Let him, I'm the explainer in chief. I'm gonna explain some things. All right. Please don't embarrass us, Mr. President. Please, yep. please don't do anything stupid. Okay, the uh, postmortem show is coming up next. Sign up at patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. You get the postmortem show, which is bonus content that we record at the end of every free show. Uh, it's 
sort of like uh, overtime with Bill Maher, that sort of thing. We just keep talking. That's what we do. If you sign up at the $5 level, you get the post-mortem show. Sign up at the $10 level, you get the post-mortem show and the after party, which is our totally unscripted gab fest that we do on uh, Fridays. Sign up for $15 a month. You get all of that crap, plus you get an uncensored, unbleeped, commercial-free version of this show. And who has time for commercials these days, huh? Oh, and by the way, the post-mortem show is included seamlessly at the end of your commercial-free, not safe for work, unbleeped version of the show. That's patreon.com slash Bob and Chez, or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Bob and Chez. See you on the post-mortem show. We'll be back again on Thursday. Bye, folks. This is an outrage. I demand an investigation. Turn those machines back on. Turn those (laughs) machines back.